this is Beth. And this is Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Today, we're finishing up our series on goal setting and using the Enneagram for personal and professional growth. We'll be walking the wheel with all nine types to point out what we call goal killers. That's right. We're going to help you to become aware of your type's false messages that lead to failure and set you on a path to overcome those false messages. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, This particular episode is kind of dear to us. Uh, In 2019, Beth had the awesome privilege of speaking at Chick-fil-A, and it was a great experience, but Beth and I were challenged by wanting to bring something new to the uh, Enneagram conversation. And so what we did was we uh, began thinking about these idea of limiting beliefs or how these negative false messages that we believe about ourselves according to our Enneagram type shape our experience of relationships and shape our experience of our careers or our professional growth. And so we began with the question, how does each type sabotage themselves? Well, this is really important, particularly as we're looking forward to a new year, 2021. Now, there's all kinds of difficulties involved, right? Because the, the foundation that we stand on is it's it's shaky. There's hope, there's optimism about the potential of a vaccine and addressing some of the problems, but it's not here yet. And then number two, things may change. There's considerations of what's happening in other countries and different strains of the virus. So what does it look like? How does each type respond to this moment? with confidence to set goals and to pursue a desirable future for our lives. So we've put together some thoughts about, one, the types of goals that each type is inclined to gravitate towards, but also what goal killers, how we sabotage our efforts to achieve those goals. And we're going to be walking the wheel. We're going to go through all nine types on how each type does this, the kind of goals that they strive for, but how they fundamentally can sabotage themselves with what we call our goal killers. Yeah. And then we're also going to take it actually a little step further by showing you the truth that's at hand. And when we believe in what is true, how that can change the trajectory of where we're going and how we can actually achieve the goals that we believe God has set before us. Alrighty. So why don't we go ahead and dive in? So Beth's going to be talking through each of the Enneagram types. And then oh, I had a little bit of commentary to some pastoral experience and learning how to shepherd your own heart as it relates to setting goals for 2021. Great. All right. So type ones, type ones strive to create the right goals to bring reform to themselves and the world as a whole. But When they believe their type's false messages are real and true, it will kill their ability to achieve their goals in a healthy way. Now, some of these false messages that type ones can end up believing are, it's not okay to make mistakes. I must always strive for balance, integrity, and being good. And I must listen and follow what my inner critic tells me is true. But in order to grow and overcome these false messages that kill goals, 
It's best for them to realize the truth that they and others will never be able to make or keep their goals perfectly. Now, when a type one surrenders to this hard truth, they can experience the serenity that comes when they embrace life as it is with its imperfections and enjoy life with childlike joy and flexibility. This allows them to bring wise insights to goal setting with a new internal freedom. You know, a few things that uh, land on me as I consider type ones and I'd love to hear from not only type ones, but also from other types. And uh, you can actually text us at 615-492-3595 and give us your thoughts on this about your experience of setting goals. I think one of the temptations that all ones can face is uh, wanting to redeem all things Mm -hmm. where this almost an idealism of having the perfect year actually gets in the way because there's then you, they have to deal with the frustrations whenever mistakes are made, whenever they face limitations and they can't seem to bring the world under the control that they desire in order to make it right. It frustrates them and it knocks them off their best path. And that's the truth of the gospel um, is that it's about rest, that it's about faith, not so much your effort to make it right, but faith working itself out in love so that you're able to stay connected with God, connected with others and connected with yourself versus the ambition of just trying to accomplish your goals. So Bethy, why don't we go ahead and go to type two? All right. Type twos, you will strive to create goals that serve and nurture those that are in your life who have needs. But when you believe your false messages that they're real and true, it can kill your ability to achieve your goals in a healthy way. Now, some of these false messages that can pop up for you type twos are messages like, it's not okay to have my own needs and goals, or I must deny myself and solely focus on serving others. And I will be rejected if I am not constantly loving and selfless. Do those pop up for you guys? Well, in order to grow and overcome these goal killer false messages, it's best if you realize the truth that obtaining other people's appreciation and approval will never prove your true worth and value. That is a false assumption that does not hold true. So when you surrender to this hard truth, you can find your true worth and value comes from unconditionally loving and caring for yourself first. This will allow you to set goals that you come from a replenished part of your heart first so that you can in turn truly serve and care for others from an overflow from within. A lot of times type twos, you will serve to the point where you have nothing left to give, but you'll still do it. This is where you've replenished yourself, you've nurtured yourself, and you can give so much more that truly blesses others. You know, the way that the book of Proverbs uh, speaks that it's dynamic, because it's related to the idea of being the fear of man. And that is that we've given our sense of value or our worth over to other people's opinions. Well, the temptation here is that it's going to sound humble. It's going to sound loving for the type two to attach their goal setting to the needs of other people. But then whether or not that helps them, makes them happy, relieves their suffering, the two's value, if it's wrapped up in other people's responses to their efforts, it can really thwart 
the intention, the life-giving that comes through accomplishing goals in the new year, it can actually sabotage it. And so what the Bible invites us to is the fear of God, the fear of the Lord, uh, where we can find true delight and true joy, where we live in right relationship with others as it relates to our relationship with God and ourselves. And so we can have further rest knowing that Despite how other people may respond to me, my efforts and my intention can be of value to God and is the best expression of who I am as a type two. So let's look at type three. All right. Type threes. For you guys, you're striving to create goals that are efficient and ensure that you will successfully achieve what you've strived to obtain. But when you believe your own false messages, and you think that they're real and true, it can kill your ability to actually achieve the goals in a healthy way. Now, some of the false messages that might pop up for you as a type three would be, it's not okay to have my own feelings and true identity revealed to others. I must always achieve and be successful in order to earn admiration and value from others. And another one might be, Others will devalue me and deem me as worthless if I am not successful. Now, in order to grow and overcome these goal killer false messages, it's best for you to realize the actual truth, which is your value and worth are not determined by achieving what others find admirable and valuable. When you surrender to this hard truth, you can find your true worth and value comes from being genuine and your authentic self without having to put on a polished persona for others to see and admire. So one of the things that come to mind for me in type threes as it relates to goal setting, which we can imagine type threes to be the best at goal setting because they're so achievement oriented. But Jesus' provocative words for all of us who seek to live a life apart from him and our own strength is, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit our soul? And it's it once again is tied back to what we talked about with type two, with this idea of the fear of man is that failure is not an option for the three. And they, to be so passionate about pursuing, pursuing and being so driven to accomplishing a goal so that they don't appear to be a failure um, by others so that they don't feel like the, they themselves are a failure. But if your heart is at rest with the truth of the gospel, no matter what other people may think, no matter what unsuccessful attempts that there may be in achieving your goals, your heart will be at rest and you won't be ensnared by other people's opinions or statements of value for you. Great. So why don't we go on to the type four? Type four is you strive to create goals that are unique to you and enable you to achieve emotional depth and meaning in a fuller way. But when you start to believe your type's false messages and you think they're real and true, they can sabotage or kill your ability to achieve your goals in a healthy way. Now, some of these false messages that might pop up for you as a type four would be, it's not okay for me to be too much or not enough. I will never be understood or valued for being my unique self. And another one might be, I am ultimately all alone to work through my tsunami of emotions. 
Now, in order to grow and overcome these goal killers, false messages, it's best for you to realize the truth that you are not defective or flawed. There is nothing missing inside you. Now, when you surrender to this hard truth, you will find emotional sobriety and balance. It enables you to achieve creatively unique goals that bring about beauty for the whole world to experience. As it relates to goals for the type four, I think there's a profound invitation for the type four to come to rest with a rhythm of life that works for them. Now, it's going to be tempting for the type four to go with the experience or to follow their imaginations or their fantasies. But the reality is, remember that the four moves to the type one in growth. There is a principled approach to goal setting that's not tied up in your experience, your interpretation of your experience, the depth of emotion around it, but it's much more principle and guarded through rhythms. And so the invitation for you is to rather than looking for the new experience or the new expression is to find a rhythm that puts you on the right path to achieve the healthy goals that you have for yourself. Great. So Beth, why don't we go to type fives? All right. Type fives, you strive to create goals to be more knowledgeable, capable, and competent. But when you start to believe your type's false messages and you believe that they're real and true, it can kill or sabotage your ability to achieve these goals in a healthy way. Now, some of these false messages that can pop up and you can start to believe would be messages like, it's not okay for me to be too comfortable in the world. And a lot of times, you know, other people are like, what does that really even mean? Well, for type fives, comfortable is being alone to process their thoughts and feelings um, quite a bit. And sometimes the world says no to that. Like you've got to be out there with lots of people and, and do lots of things. And so it can feel to the, the five that they can't be comfortable in the world. Another false message might pop up says my needs are too big and can harm others. Therefore, I must deal with them all alone. And then a last one might be, I need more knowledge and insights before I move forward. Now, in order to grow and overcome these goal killer false messages, it is best for you to realize the truth that you will never have all the knowledge that you strive to obtain to feel confident in setting or pursuing goals. Now, it's not to, you know, be negative, but as we all know, there's, you know, an endless amount of information and knowledge just on the internet alone. So we can never obtain all of the knowledge that we desire. But trying to gain enough knowledge can hinder you from working towards achieving real goals. And by surrendering to this hard truth, you will realize that you have enough knowledge to confidently move forward in accomplishing the goals that you've set for yourself. One thing that always uh, I'm very mindful as it relates to a type five, uh, being a six who has a very strong five wing at times, is sometimes the type five can imagine a future where it's them by themselves being alone. And whether it be mastering a particular topic or studying, the reality is, is that it's a blind spot to think that you're going to do that alone. The people in your life are God's gift to help you to become a healthier you. And so don't forget that in your goal setting, make sure that you account for some of your relationships because they are not there to get in your way. They're actually there for your encouragement. Let's talk about type six. 
All right. Let's talk about you, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Type six is you strive to create responsible and discerning goals that represent your commitment to those you are loyal to and provide security for yourself to lean on. But when you start to believe your type's false messages and you think that they're real and true, it can sabotage or even kill your ability to achieve the goals in a healthy way. Now, some of your type's false messages that might pop up would be, it's not okay to trust my own thinking and decision-making process, or I will ultimately be abandoned unless I attach to others I trust. And then a last one might be, I will only be safe if I have the right information from those I trust to guide me. In order to grow and overcome these goal killer false messages, it's best for you to realize the truth that external attachments or authorities will never give you the assurance and security that you're desiring in order to set secure goals. Now, when you surrender to this hard truth, you can realize that when you trust your own discernment, you have all the insights that you need to create insightful goals that will bless all of those that you care for, including yourself. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening, but when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90 minute sessions and there's eight of them. Plus you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. You know, if you listen to the previous episodes in our interview with Megan Hyatt Miller, uh, Beth came to the realization as I shared about uh, how I have approached New Year resolutions and goal setting, whether it be both personal or professional. And the reality is this, is that sixes were looking for security. And sometimes as an expression of that security, our goals may feel we may be rigid in our goals, like this is what people are telling me that I should be focusing on, or we become we are unhealthy by becoming too flexible where we always want to have options, but we're always looking for security. And so I think one of the invitations for the type six is for us to grow in our um, understanding of how self-doubt can actually sabotage our behavior and prevent us from moving forward, not because somebody or some system told us to, or because we're trying to remain flexible so that we can make it through this unsafe world. But we can trust that what God has for us in his word and through his Holy Spirit is enough for us and we can move forward with confidence. 
All right, great. Let's talk about type seven. All right, type sevens. You strive to create fun, exciting, and stimulating goals that bring you and others abundant joy. But when you start to believe that your type's false messages and you think they're real and true, guess what? It can sabotage your ability to achieve these goals in a very healthy way. Now, the type seven's false messages that might pop up and feel real to you is it's not okay to depend on anyone for anything. Or no one will fully take care of my needs and goals. I am on my own to find real satisfaction. Or I fear I will never feel content until I have and get what I desire. Now, in order to grow and overcome your goal killer false messages, it's best for you to realize what's actually true and that you will never find true contentment in the next fun or exciting thing. I know it feels like it's right there. It's just on the horizon. I can go get it. I can strive a little bit further. But when you surrender to this hard truth, you can experience contentment by savoring all that you're experiencing in the present moment. This enables you to focus on achieving each step of your goal even when it doesn't feel exciting in the actual moment or in the process. You know, one of the things I remember is having a conversation, Beth, with a type three, I think it was, or no, 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 I think it was a type eight and a type seven. And they made the comment that they never experience failure. They've only learned something. And what's interesting about that idea is that although it's something that many of us need to learn from in regards to failure, we need to face failure with confidence, knowing that it's part of the the growing process, but it can also be unhealthy where we're not accounting for what's actually happening. And so we're always just kind of this ping pong ball bouncing around, um, trying to accomplish or experience certain things. I think for type seven, when it as it relates to goal setting, be sure to take the discipline of accounting and tracking where you're at so that you don't get distracted by, oh man, this isn't going to work. So I'm going to pivot to something new, pivot to something new, but take account for what's actually happening inside of you because there's a lot for you to learn type seven, to savor the moment, to experience the moment and learn from it before you move to the next thing. Great, Bethy. So why don't we dive into type eight? All right, type eights. You strive to create goals to ensure that you will accomplish what you set out for and to empower the important people in your life. But when you start to believe your type eight's false messages and you think they're real and true, it can kill, sabotage, or derail you from achieving the goals in a healthy way. Now, some of your type's false messages that can pop up from time to time might be, it's not okay to trust others or I alone must be the strong one. And another one might be, I can't be vulnerable or let my guard down since others might blindside or betray me. Well, in order to grow and overcome these goal killer false messages, it's best for you to realize the truth and that when exerting too much strength or too much intensity, it will not prevent others from betraying or harming you. In fact, it can actually cause the very betrayal that you fear. Now, when you surrender to this hard truth, you can embrace that you are vulnerable, just like everyone else. 
And this can help you to come alongside others with compassion, empathy, and a desire to help others by plowing a path for them as you achieve your goals and help them to achieve their goals. I think one of the temptations for the eight is their can-do attitude. That, But behind that can-do attitude can be an intensity that leaves awake in pursuit of their own goals. And not always knowing that it's happening. That's right. And so similar to the type seven, the invitation I think for an eight is to simply pause, to engage with those around you versus when you are facing something that doesn't appear to be working rather than just simply being more driven, trying harder and pushing through that you take a moment to take account of all that's happening around you as including the people who are also around you so that you're not pursuing your goals at the expense of others or even the expense of your own health, but actually you're doing it in right relationship with people. Great. So last up is type nine. Last, but definitely not least, right? Not least. Right, right. Definitely not least. (laughs) All right, type nines. For us, we strive to create goals that bring others together in harmony and joy. But we do have false messages. And when we believe that they're real and true, it will definitely derail us and can kill our ability to achieve these goals in a healthy way. Now, some of these false messages that us type nines can believe are messages like, it's not okay to assert myself. Or, my voice and presence doesn't really matter that much. Or, others' desires, needs, and passions are way more important and valuable than mine. So in order to grow and overcome our goal killer false messages, it's best for us to realize this truth, that we can never find peace and joy by hiding our presence and desires from the world. And when we surrender to this hard truth, we can experience our best self by confidently asserting ourselves and creating goals that truly represent our passions and desires in life. You know, one thing that came up to me during our interview with uh, Megan Hyatt Miller of Michael Hyatt and Company is this reality, Bethy, whenever you mentioned the idea of what, what gets in the way, what seems to distract you from pursuing and achieving your own goals. And a lot of it comes from your superpower to attune to other people. That whether I had a differing view or a differing direction to go in, that I could somehow knock you off your path and you joining me and mine whenever I made the decision to move forward in a particular area. And so nines recognize that this power to attune to other people is a gift, but it can also be a liability when you allow that to actually knock you off your best path, your best path, or knock you off the path of the goal that you're seeking to achieve for yourself. So affirm the gift, but also recognize the liability that it can actually be a goal killer. And so I hope that what all of you guys are really hearing through this message is that we do have limiting beliefs or head trash or false messages, whatever vocabulary you want to use, that each type has false messages that will pop up. And if we believe them and think they're true, it will derail us. And so we need to know what these false messages are 
and lay down that rumple strip like on the highway that that alerts us when we're veering off course, lay these down like a rumple strip so that when they pop up in your mind, you can be alert and awake to the fact that these are not true. And then come back to the truth of what God has for you and the goals he set before you. Come back to him and ask him to enable you to believe the truth so that you can be on that path which will reflect him and his glory and bless others as well. When we're goal setting, we know how easy it is to get caught up in formulas. And we hope this episode showed you that goal, goal setting is way more than just simply finding the right process and powering your way through it. There's a spiritual component to it. And remember, the Enneagram is just a tool. It's the gospel that transforms us. As you go through your day, ask God to make you aware when your false messages pop up. In those moments, remember who you truly are, God's most beloved child, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you realign with that truth so that you can reach the potential God has for you. Oh, that's really awesome, Bethy. Well, the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus. Remember, not just your need to work harder. It's the gospel that transforms us.